0: The Island Digest is a sampling of the stories in this week's Journal of the San Juans, Islands Sounder, and Islands Weekly, which are on newsstands now. The February 1st, 2023 edition is brought to you by Orcas Center. I'm Caleb Summers. Headlines from the week of February 1st, 2023 Port manager Kim Kimple is ready for takeoff. Lady Vikings Persevere. New Auditor Natasha Warmanoven sets goals. Mac Langford retires after 29 years as Sheba volunteer. Plus, choice excerpts from the Sheriff's Log. From the Island's Sounder Port Manager Kim Kimple is Ready for Takeoff by Colleen Smith Summers. Kim Kimple always knew aviation would be part of her life, but it's happening a bit sooner than expected. It was always going to be my next direction, but I was thinking it would be a few years from now, said Kimple, who is the new Port of Orcas manager as of January 1st. I figured I would get my pilot's license once my older two kids are through college. They are 20 and 17 now. She first began working at the port in 2020 as an administrative assistant to former manager Tony Simpson while he planned his departure from the port. Kimple was originally hired for a month, but her contract was continually extended. She then worked alongside new manager Jeanie Sharp, who left the position this fall after two years. Kimple has attended nearly every board meeting for the past three years and is well-versed in the port's operations, which include managing the East Sound Airport. Kimple applied for the job, and the port commission offered to combine the port manager and administrative duties into one role. Everything kind of aligned in my life, she said. It just felt right. Kimple has been slowly divesting her other jobs, Public Information Officer and District Secretary for the Orcas Fire Department, Assistant Director of Park and Rec, and Administrative Assistant for the Orcas Healthcare District. Kimple also owns and operates a bookkeeping business. She's been working a 70 hour week for the past few years and says she is very much looking forward to more of a balance between her work and home life. Kimple is also a mother to five-year-old Charlie. Being a mom is my most exhausting role and my most rewarding, she laughed. Kimple will still be a volunteer EMT and is soon starting ground school for her pilot's license. She enjoys hiking with her daughter, kayaking, and attending musicals and plays. In all of my roles in small government here, I hold a lot of respect for the port manager position, Kimple said. It's a public entity, and I'd like to represent the needs of the community well. We have so much opportunity to have a positive influence with both commerce on the island, aviation needs, and potential for marine access. Lady Vikings Persevere by Corey Wiscombe. Oh, what a difference a day or two can make in the Northwest League. The week began with an outing of the Orcas High School Lady Vikings against the LeConnor Braves on January 24th. While Orcas started strong against the perennial powerhouse team, by the end of the first half, the quick passing and significant height advantage of LeConnor was already becoming evident. Still, the OHS players battled hard and kept their heads held high. The game finished 18-59. to Then, the Lady Vikings regrouped. They talked. They took a deep breath and kept at it. As point guard leader Ava Ashcraft clearly put it, we've worked on building trust and working as a team. We do that, and we will be okay. On January 26th, Orcus proved to be more than okay in a league contest against a very physical Concrete Lion team. Orcus took a commanding lead in the game and had a nice rotation of all players. When things are working, they are just working. Every player on the Orcus roster put points on the scoreboard for this one. A true team effort. The Lady Vikings took home a solid 62-23 victory and elevated their league record to 3-2. Players are looking and thinking about how to manifest their success. Starting guard Sophia mahoney Jeragui offered this insight. From the first game to the last game, we've grown so much. I think the next step is working even more as a team getting us all on the same page by learning each other's strengths and weaknesses so we can play off of them. Now, the focus is bringing that team-oriented approach to the final game of the regular season, which will be against the Friday Harbor Wolverines. The contest will count towards the league record and determine seeding for the postseason. The two teams did have one meeting earlier in the year, which was a defensive battle royale that saw the Wolverines walk away with a very narrow lead at the end of regulation. The Lady Vikings would like nothing more than to reverse that result this time and leave San Juan Island on the ferry home with a big W for the final game. The game is scheduled for Friday Harbor High School on January 31st. From the Journal of the San Juan Islands, New Auditor Natasha Warmanoven Sets Goals by Heather Spaulding. Natasha Warmanoven had wanted to be a veterinarian. After high school, she enrolled in a pre-vet program when reality sunk in that despite her love of animals, veterinarian work wasn't her passion. I signed up for community college classes, I took a bunch of different things since I suddenly didn't know what I wanted to do, warmanoven said. There were a few accountants and auditors she was close with, which made her think she might want to give that area a try. The variety of career possibilities in accounting also appealed to her. warmanoven excelled in the classes. Science was a little bit of a struggle, but accounting came easily, warmanoven laughed. She still helps animals by volunteering for the Animal Protection Society, Friday Harbor, and has fostered both kittens and puppies. She also has pets of her own, and when Warmenhoven isn't in her office, she can be found walking her dogs on the beach. The journey toward a career led her toward hospital foundation job before heading into the government area. In 2019, she and her husband moved to the island. His parents had lived on San Juan for a few years in the 90s. The family moved away but still held the place in their hearts. The couple vacationed in the county frequently. We always thought it was more of a pipe dream, Warmanoven said. Living in Seattle was not a good fit for the country lovers, and they were originally planning on moving to Bellingham when she got a job at the University of Washington's Marine Laboratories in Friday Harbor in 2019 and was able to work remotely. In 2020, she saw the ad for a chief deputy auditor that appeared to be a perfect match for her, and former auditor Mylene Henley became an instant mentor for her. Mylene made it look so easy. She has so much institutional knowledge, state law in her head and at her fingertips, Warmenhoven said. She learned the customer service aspects, recording documents, renewing car tabs, dog licenses, and marriage licenses, all as COVID struck. It was crazy the types of transactions we would see— "'People had clearly been sitting on these things for a while "'and finally had the time during lockdown to deal with them,' Worminoven said. "'The auditor's office,' she added, "'is a catch-all office. "'On the accounting side,' The office handles the county's financials, accounts payable, accounts payable for junior taxing districts, payroll, grant disbursements, the budget, and manages the general ledger of expenses and receivables. The taxing districts include the hospital, school, fire, and cemetery. There is also vehicle and vessel licensing, not driver's licenses, marriage licenses, and dog licenses. Previous to COVID, Anacorta's DMV would come to the islands and renew driver's licenses, and according to Warmenhoven, they are trying to return that service. Meanwhile, there are at least two or three people a day that come to the auditors, expecting to be able to renew their driver's license, only to be turned away. Dog tags are on sale until March 31st. It's one of the fun things we get to do, We love it when people bring their dogs in, Warmenhoven smiled. Recording also falls under the array of tasks for the office. Legal documents, real estate transactions, easements, surveys, and maps all are recorded. The auditor also ensures fair and impartial elections. I'm very excited to learn more. We have a great staff and we have a really engaged community, one of the highest voter turnouts in the state and people come in and watch us count the ballots, she said. It's nice working in a community that cares so much. Both for the county and her office, one of the biggest upcoming challenges will be switching over to a new financing software. The new software is called Munis, and it includes not just financing, but human resource tools and other bells and whistles that will assist all the county departments. I'm very excited but it takes time. People get used to using certain equipment, so it's going to be an adjustment for everyone. Staffing for the county will also be a challenge, not only with affordable housing issues, but finding space for them to work. We are running out of space, Warmenhoven explained. We just hired three more people, which we needed to do, but we are tripping over each other. She is still looking for one additional staff person, Her own Chief Deputy Implementing the software and filling the Chief Deputy position are two top priorities. Her other goals include the next biennium budget for 2024-2025. That process will begin in July with communication to all the department heads, working with a budget analysis and budget committee that will review and present their recommendations to the Council toward the end of the year. The council will then adopt the budget after making their changes. I'm so happy to be here, on the island and in this office for the next four years. We're so lucky to step out our door and have the amazing beaches and trails, Warmanoven said. From the Islands Weekly, Mac Langford retires after 29 years as a Sheba volunteer. Mac Langford retired as a statewide health insurance benefits advisor, Sheba, volunteer, at the end of December, after 29 years of service. Back in 1993, Titi Langford, who was the operations manager for the Lopez Medical Clinic, suggested to her husband, Mac that he might want to think about becoming a Sheba volunteer. Being a wise man, Mack heeded his wife's advice and signed up. In December 1993, he was certified as a Sheba volunteer and has been helping Lopesians with their transition to Medicare ever since. Mack says the most enjoyable part of being a Sheba volunteer was the opportunity to help so many of his fellow Lopesians, many of whom he already knew, but some of whom he got to meet for the first time. The Sheba staff at the office of the insurance commissioner and his fellow Sheba volunteers on Orcas and San Juan Islands wish Mac the best in his new retirement adventures. They held a farewell luncheon to honor Mac's amazing 29 years of service on January 16th. Lopez Island will not be without Sheba assistance, though. We're currently training Renee Coplin as Sheba volunteer on Lopez, until she becomes certified, the Orcas Island Sheba volunteers will provide assistance by phone and over Zoom to Lopesians. To schedule an appointment, call 360-376-5892. A free, unbiased service of the Washington State Office of the Insurance Commissioner, Sheba provides confidential Medicare counseling in San Juan County, sponsored by Inter-Island Healthcare Foundation. And now, a few excerpts from the San Juan County Sheriff's Log. On January 18th, Lopez deputies responded to a possible theft of a chainsaw. The possible suspect was gone on arrival. Information was collected for further investigation. A Lopez deputy and a public works employee responded to a downed tree on Lopez Sound Road, The tree had trapped a non-local couple who were looking at property and considering moving. The tree was removed, and the couple has not been seen back on Lopez since then. On January 20th, a San Juan deputy responded to a report of a welfare check, as a dog sitter did not return a dog. The deputy contacted the sitter, who sounded intoxicated on the phone. Upon arrival, the sitter was about to leave their house to drive the dog home. The dog was returned by the deputy. A report of theft was investigated and determined to be civil between family members regarding family photos. A trespass notice was issued. On January 22nd, a deputy on Orcas Island responded to a report of a vehicle in a ditch. The driver was charged with taking a motor vehicle without permission, having no valid operator's license, and providing false information to a public servant. A deputy on Orcas was dispatched to an animal problem call in East Sound. The dog was found and taken into quarantine as it had attacked livestock. After the investigation was completed, all animals were found to be unharmed. The owner of the dog was given a citation. This concludes the February 1st edition of the Island Digest. This edition is brought to you by Orcas Center. Orcas Center is your place for fun and intrigue this winter with live concerts, performances, art openings, and more. To check out upcoming events and purchase tickets, visit www.orcuscenter.org. Thank you for listening to the Island Digest, a small sampling of what's in your local print newspapers this week. The Journal, Sounder, and Weekly rely upon advertising, subscriptions, and donations to support our mission of high-quality community journalism. To contribute, visit our websites or email publisher Colleen Smith-Summers at csmith at soundpublishing.com. Thanks for tuning in, and come back next week for more local news from San Juan County, Washington. I'm Caleb Summers.